people of curiosity, people of unusual or traveled circumstance, usually find themselves unsatisfied with the conventional answers. And then you can add the fact that over the last hundred years, what has come into the toolbox of, of thinking Westerners is a whole array of consciousness-altering substances that were not there before. And they accelerate, accentuate the, the dissolution of sanctioned uh, paradigms. Joining us on the phone is Adela Wisdom, Republican congressional candidate, state of Missouri, District 3. Had a pretty big week, a little run-in with law enforcement. She's going to clear some things up here on the show. And drones and weed plants and politics. And nudity. It's going to get wild. Adela, uh, yeah, I guess uh, we know you, you've been a, uh, a voice uh, for, the, for the cannabis movement uh, for the last little while. We want to introduce you kind of to our fan base what happened uh yeah it's a, a busy week this week so what happened in your world and then also give you a chance to maybe talk about your platform and uh what, what you're what you're doing in the in the political sphere you mind uh letting us know a little bit about yourself so yeah my name is um adela wisdom i'm formerly known as adela folk i just got married and um I've been an advocate and advocating for um, judicial reform, specifically um, on just cannabis laws, for a better part better part of twelve years. Um, in about two thousand and eight, I got in a severe accident, and I was a senior at San Diego State University, majoring in finance. I worked with um, two enrolled agents doing IRS tax court, and um, I found myself severely disabled. Um, I had seven screws and a plate put in my foot, and I uh, couldn't walk, and so I lost my job and dropped out of school and and um, really found my voice in activism during that time. Um, I've always been in a cannabis um, I've always been somebody who used cannabis for medicinal purposes. I just didn't realize how medicinal it was until this accident. And I realized that um, there was a voice that needed to be heard um, because it really didn't matter if you were a patient or you were a cultivator or you were a caregiver or whatever it was. I noticed that people were being arrested and incarcerated for cannabis. And it it boiled down to unjust laws. And... um, so I became an activist. I traveled around the world. I went to Australia, to Canada. I've been to the United Nations. Um, I spoke at UNGAS um, a couple of years ago about judicial reform. And uh, my grandfather passed away, and I moved uh, to Missouri. I purchased his land. I'm in Williamsburg, Missouri, in Callaway County. And I moved here about eight years ago. And, um, yeah, <laughs> and it's been pretty interesting. I ran for a a state representative in District 43 two years ago, and I decided that I really, really wanted to enact change. I really wanted to see something go forward, so I ran for Congress this year. I'm running for 2020, and I I, I just officially announced it. But, you know, being uh, I'm a pro-cannabis and pro-hemp candidate, and I'm not sure how this all came about, but, yeah, uh, last Thursday... Uh, We saw a helicopter flying over our property about 7.20, and I knew right off the bat that it was the Mustang Task Force. I mean, it's a pretty identifiable um, helicopter. and so What's what's the Mustang uh, Task Force? The Mustang Task Force? Yeah, what is that? 
that's a drug task force here in Missouri. It's uh, federally funded, and um, hmm. they they fly over and they do marijuana uh, ratifications, and they they uh, are they just have a lot of money and they go after things. Um, from you know, from obviously meth labs and 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 people who are, are are getting drugs in the mail and all of that stuff, but they get a lot of money to fly over us for a couple of months out of the year, from my understanding. And um, Friday, when we pulled into Fulton, we saw the helicopter leaving, and we giggled to ourselves, my husband and I, and said, "I wonder if they're going over our property again." And we came back, and lo and behold, we were told they were over our property for about forty minutes. So I'm on eight acres. It's pretty isolated, but I do have neighbors. Um, and so they were aware of the situation and saw what was happening, and they told us. And so we were like, well, something's going to happen. You know, we're not sure what's going on, but they're here. And we've been told that they fly over uh, Kingdom of Callaway Estates quite often. Um, and so we just, you know, we just went about our life, and then on Monday, you know, nothing happened, and we were really expecting law enforcement to show up or to call or a knock and talk, you know, uh, hey, what's going on? And and then Tuesday, my husband's outside, and he says, hey, there's a drone over our house. And so, unfortunately, this ends up being the most important part of the situation, what I did next versus the fact that they're using helicopters and drones to go over people's houses. Um, we don't know what to do in this situation, and we don't want a drone over our house, and we don't want helicopters over our house. So I'm thinking I have a reasonable expectation of privacy. So I got naked, <laughs> and they left because they backed up. You know, you could tell they were zoomed in. Because they were so far up, nothing would have been visible to a naked eye. No pun intended. <laughs> 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 I have a good sense of humor after all of this. I'm, I'm really trying <laughs> you got to be positive. And uh, they came back, and we went through it again. I took my clothes off, and they left. And 15 minutes later, uh, being that we're on eight acres, you have to go over a dam to get to our property, um, just the way it's situated. And it's a locked gate, and uh, they rammed the gate. It didn't bust, Jeez. so they, they cut the lock off or the link off. And they came up, and, and we saw them coming, and so I went out, and I told them right off the bat here, I'm, I'm Facebook Live. Um, we informed them that there was guns in the house and that there was dogs. Why? Because I'm terrified, and I don't want my dogs to get shot mm -hmm. and killed. <laughs> because they could look maybe aggressive. I'm totally. not sure. I, I just got scared. And so I gave all the information that we thought was necessary. They served us the warrant, and it said, uh, for marijuana and all items associated with marijuana cultivation, drug trafficking, Drug sales, drug use, including but not limited to drug paraphernalia and currency. Um, the sections were only three sections of the codes that they were um, saying we were violating, and that was 579.015, 579.020, 571.070. And that last one to me was very interesting because that 571.070 is kind of like, it, it almost sounds like, they were accusing us, accusing us of booby-trapping our house. So I never got a chance to talk about this on any of the videos because I've been doing all this research. But it was saying that manufacturing or cultivation of something of a controlled substance where you could danger somebody, like, huh. you know, setting something up yeah. where if somebody stepped on something, they could be hurt. I, I don't know where they got all of this. I don't know where this is all coming from. Um, needless to say, they had... Around seven vehicles here, including a quad, um, I would say at least seven to ten officers. Um, a couple of them had masks over their face with the Mustang Task Force T-shirts. Um, there was a woman here, which is relevant to me because I was patted down by a man. Huh. Um, and they proceeded to look through all three of our parcels. And um, after an hour, they didn't find anything. There was no evidence gathered. Um, had there been, it would have been written on our search warrant. There now, was no arrest made, and they left. Was I mean, are, are you running in like nefarious circles down there? Did they have any reason? Like, oh, she's she's a crazy woman, and she does she's always hanging out with these crazy people and stuff. Or what was the reasoning for them even flying over and seeing all that stuff? Were they just checking things out and said, oh, this lady, she's running for Congress? Do you think that had anything to do with it? So that's one of the things that I wanted to know. What prompted sure. a helicopter to be flown? And are they just willy-nilly flying all over the yeah. state, uh, randomly hoping they they 
they stumble upon a marijuana grow. <laughs> um, if that's the case, see, what really bothers me, there's a lot of things that bother me in this, but what really bothers me is, you know, public opinion towards cannabis has changed whether it's cultivating hemp or cultivating cannabis for personal or recreational uses. So do we still stand by while hundreds of thousands of dollars are being used to supposedly go after marijuana, alleged marijuana grows? You know, because that money, our schools are, our, our Missouri teachers are the, one of the lowest paid teachers in the nation. We have the highest women's incarceration rate in the nation. Seventy-five percent of the women up here at WERDCC are in there for nonviolent drug-only offenses with a 70 percent recidivism rate. Don't we think this money going after a nonviolent victimless crime would be better served on education and rehabilitation to make people not, you know, help people not become drug addicts or not be dependent upon an alternative substance? And our education system to help our students become, you know, productive members of society, as with rehabilitation as well. I'm more frustrated that Clay Chisholm and the Sheriff's Department teamed up with the Mustang Task Force and are doing this in the wake of the fact that medical marijuana just passed in this state. But that's what I believe regulation does. It allows you to say, oh, this person paid to play and this person didn't. So I'm not saying that we were growing marijuana. We were not growing marijuana. I'm not not saying that we did any of that. I'm just saying, is this really what we want? And is this really the direction we want to be going in? Well, you bring up a great point, Adela, because on top of the fact, and we we are in, I think, full agreement here on the show. We talk about it all the time, places that have decriminalized I go even further and and say we should decriminalize all drugs and the war on drugs immediately. Look at it as a health problem, not a criminal problem. But we can uh, take it a step further. A rape kit DNA test about uh, two hundred bucks. Testing a cannabis plant to see if it's cannabis eighteen hundred to thirty eight hundred. Uh, and Missouri currently has five thousand untested rape kits. So what they choose to spend their time on is absolutely mind boggling. Um, can we talk a little bit about uh, about your politics? Maybe which side of the the fence that you uh, you lean, um, uh, you sound like you're a pretty liberty-minded uh, candidate. Um, I, you, go ahead. I'm sorry. I am. I am. It's funny you say that because I tell people all the time, just color me purple. Um, and I know, I know it's political humor, and it may not be funny to people that are really right, right, and really less, less. But that's not what I think politics is about. I don't think politics is about a party line. I think it's about a common sense approach and being able to compromise. So when I, I tell people I'm a constitutional Republican, and they go, "Well, what does that mean?" The means of, that means that I'm willing and able to step outside of my party line and read what the Constitution says and and read it for what it is, and then take that approach back and take that mentality and take that and say, "Hey, what about what this this, this beautiful piece of paper says? Why don't we go back to you, you know when, when we when you when you come at situations with respect and understanding." And compassion and empathy and, you know, just common sense instead of just shutting your mind off because that person can be on the other aisle, we end up with a government body that we have today that absolutely nothing is getting done. Meanwhile, every 36 seconds, someone in the United States of America is arrested for cannabis with a 99% conviction rate, a nationwide 99% conviction rate. So so it's time that we take a non-punitive approach, you know, and, and so those are some of the things that I stand for. But I don't only just stand for, you know, cannabis. I'm not just a one-issue person. Um, like I said, I've been advocating for judicial reform. Um, I, I And I, I've been really open about all of the issues, whether or not they're controversial to people, because I hope that people don't go, I disagree with her stance, therefore I'm voting for the other guy or the other girl, and not even knowing what that other person stands for. Because I guarantee you, you're not going to get from career politicians, hey, what is your stance on, on something like immigration or, or, you know, Second Amendment or, you know, so some of the real core topics I don't believe you're going to get from them because, well, they're career politicians. They're worried about making sure they're elected next year or next two years or next four years or whatever it may be. And so um, that's why I'm running for Congress, because I really want to see change and I want to be the change that I want to see. I love that. Uh you know, some of 
the first shows around here, we uh, we tried to give Austin Peterson as much of a platform as we could. Uh, he, when he jumped from the Libertarian Party to the Republican Party as a constitutional Republican, and then we watched the Missouri Republican Party railroad their best uh, liberty uh, candidate in favor of Mitch McConnell's handpicked candidate. Um, and so I, I just – I guess the reason I asked that question and kind of which way you lean is, you know, and I don't, I don't want to put you in a bad spot or anything, but – I feel as though just seeing other liberty-minded candidates in this state, there's, it's really hard to to be that voice in the Republican Party to remind them that we actually do stand for constitutional principles um, and for the the sovereignty of the individual. Um, I just wonder if there's not something there. Like, has how has the Republican Party received you in the state? <laughs> uh, asked me not to run. I've been contacted by three people from the GOP. And um, I <laughs> and asked me, you said, hey, will you run as a libertarian or will you not run? Or, yeah. or you know, you're more independent or why don't you run as a constitutionalist? Um, so, yeah, it, it's been hard, right? But going against an incumbent and upsetting the establishment is, is you know, it's taboo per se. And I'm not going to Congress to make friends. I want to go to Congress to enact change. So, no, I haven't been accepted. Um I've been invited to <laughs> women minority events and asked to leave my dreadlocks at home. <laughs> so you can do I that? get it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not <laughs> I didn't know accessory. <laughs> yeah, and I had to remind them that um I you know, would it be better if I showed up with the shaved head, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Sinead style with a picture of the Pope. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> but you know it's all in good sense of humor because if, if you have to have thick skin, I mean people are people are opinionated, and you know what they're frustrated, and so I understand that you know, and, and they want answers, and and I'm in, I'm not I'm making myself available to people, so therefore I'm putting myself in a, in a position where I'm gonna get some of the backlash, and I understand that it's not entirely directed at me, it's just easy. I'm just easier because I'm there, because you're not going to be able to talk to Blaine Lutenmeyer about the issues that are bothering you. He won't call you back. You know, he he started his career politician uh, adventures in 1998. I was 21 years old then. I'm 42 years old. And if we don't allow new people to get into Congress or to get in into uh, state positions, we're going to be stuck with the same thing. I find it ironic some of the candidates that you see up there on, on that well, currently on the Democratic side, advocating for change, but they've been in office for 30 years. You know, why haven't we done it yet? Why haven't you done it now? Like, why, why is all of a sudden these issues important to you and you haven't done anything about it 10, 15, or 30 years ago? And, and that's what I'm tired of. So I, I, I'm also a federally recognized Native American. So I'm super excited to be uh, the first Native American to be running um, for District 3. And um, so I just really believe I have a lot of different um, perspectives to bring to Congress from, you know, I, like I, I, had, I didn't walk for four years on my own. So I understand the, the need for fixing our medical system. And I understand the need for having an IND program, like uh, you know, a compassionate youth program and act for people that want to use an alternative medicine. And, and um, I, I just see it, you know, and I, I see what's necessary. And I just would really like to, uh, to, bring, to bring that change to Congress. And I, I think people are ready for it, you know. And, and I, I don't think it should be that hard to be uh, uh, an incumbent. And I do believe that I know that money is a big issue, but it shouldn't be. You know, it really shouldn't be. And it'd be nice if we could take money out of politics and um, and listen to people's platforms and issues and ideas about what they think they can do to bring change in. Adela, that that is so awesome. You're speaking our language. You're speaking the, the sophisticated Hoosiers language. We love to hear it. We love to see you know different people just uh, testing the limits of what we can do as people. And you know, you got my vote, but that was solely. Um, because you got naked for the drugs. That's one of the most badass thing. things of all time. I'm like, damn right. And then you call them perverts afterwards. Like, what, are you, what are you just looking at? What are you perverts yeah. looking at? So that, you that, know what my that biggest awesome. fear is, right? So like, this is all supposed to be public information. Are they going to release that footage? <laughs> like, are you for uh, real? Like, that might get you elected. Yeah, it exactly. Kim Kardashian a billionaire, so you're in good shape. 
<laughs> your, your approval ratings will go through the roof. It'll be great. Uh, Adela, thank you so much. Give her, uh, give our listening audience uh, uh, how we can find you. I know you're on Facebook. Your uh, Adela Wisdom for Congress on Facebook is a great follow. Um, I love to see you out there. Uh, tell our listeners uh, any other ways they can get a hold of you. Yeah, I'm on um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can follow me on all of them. I have a webpage, AdelaWisdom.com. Email me, Adela.Wisdom at gmail.com. Better yet, call me, 573-310-9125. Questions, comments, concerns, whatever it is you want to know, I'm here and I'm available to you and to every single person in, in the state of Missouri. So thank you all for having me on. Oh, really thank you. Thank it. you, Adela. You that did us awesome. proud. You did yep, us proud. You did. <laughs> Y'all have a great day. All right, you See too. Ya. I like you better than Craig's. Nice little. Uh, that was awesome. She said that. Nice again. little conversation with Adela. <clears throat> She's very well spoken. Um, yeah. And uh, you said you hated her before. I did. I said, <laughs> worst. No, she was uh, fantastic. I'll tell you what. If you watched the uh, the raid video, uh, she asked all the right questions. Yep. Um, and if you've ever been in the position, I don't. I, I'm speaking personally here. We're you're getting pulled over by the cops. Greg? It's just natural. Like, you, the nerves take over, and you're like, even if you didn't really? do anything wrong. Because I'm like, just hanging my idea out the window like, oh, oh. Oh, no. Yeah. No, are you kidding me? I am pooping my pants. I can't walk and, afterwards because my legs are like. <laughs> and, she's and even if I don't that, have anything on me. Right. I'm just so totally, used to it. Totally. Well, because anymore it doesn't feel like like that's never been the case. If you know, like when we were kids playing street hockey or something, like that, the cops would roll down the street. They'd give us like some baseball cards or whatever. They were always cool. What? What? That didn't happen to you guys? No, no. not everyone grew up in Mayberry. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in Dutchtown. I did. How about some baseball cards? No, Meanwhile, I'm getting did. beat up for having a skateboard. They did, yeah. No, like, got, dude, back in the yeah, day, I, that's a kind of uh, uh, discrimination there. That's a skater, no doubt. Stuff. I mean, you could ride a bicycle, you could rollerblade, razor scooter. If you have a skateboard, twenty five dollar ticket. Oh, if are we really going to do this? Why? why? <laughs> are we really going to do this? Anyway, why did they pick point. the one thing? <laughs> The point is, is you you, you want to be compliant. You want to be respectful. You feel like if you show a cop maybe some respect, you'll get some mutual respect, and yeah. they probably get off maybe with a warning or something like. That. But she was very assertive. She was very respectful, but very assertive. Let them know exactly where they could no and doubt. couldn't go on the property. She did it a good was job. Really, it was really inspiring watching how she how she handled herself. And I think it'd be kind of cool to have somebody in state congress, you know, Me running too. Uh, running in a party that is uh, notoriously. Uh, anti-drug or, or uh, you know... Uh, Anti-fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun police. <laughs> yeah. You uh, know, no, I thought she did an excellent job. She was, you know, uh, doing a good job keeping her cool. She did an excellent job of being white. I thought that was another thing she did. <laughs> great yeah, job. Yeah, she was of. the wrong kind of white, though. <laughs> yeah. She's got dreads. I know. They were she, like, She oh, talked about, like, sovereignty. Lived in the woods. Yeah, yeah they're like, like, we don't yeah. like that one. Like, I like freedom. <laughs> yeah. I have guns. Like, You're not a good one. She's a bad white. <laughs> yeah. Uh, brought to you by Lifetime Roofing. Roof, roof. Guys, they do exterior work. <laughs> They'll do exterior work. They'll do exterior work. And you know what? If the cops show up at your place to raid the joint, they're probably going to stop for a second. Hey, well, siding. Yeah, is that a James exciting. Hardy board? Yeah, that is nice siding. Hit them up, 314-800-426. Just go Google them. They're the best in the roofing and exterior yep. game. LifetimeSTL.com. Yep. That's what they do. That's what they do. Let's uh, let's we're gonna have to jump to break here in a minute, but let's start this relationship talk a little bit. Okay, let's all do right. It, let's, man. let's 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 talk about on. this relationship okay. talk because it's tough. It's I tough know. sometimes, but I sometimes know. I feel like you get into the flow state. I always feel like you know communication uh, is obviously it's key, right? We were uh, a, a, a gal that I work with got married this past weekend, and we were all sitting around and uh, we we're having lunch and. Uh, it was like a little potluck thing just to kind of see her off for the next week. She's going on her honeymoon and everything. And they're like, okay, uh, what's one piece of advice from all the married people, you know? And oh, no. I'm just like, don't be me. Don't be me. Uh, no. But uh, the, the, the owner of my company, he said something really great. And I've always kind of admired his relationship with his wife. He's like, just great... shut up. Put your head down. No. Don't he say said, nothing. He said, you know what? Wait he to said, die. Uh, every decision that you're approached with, just try and think about what your partner would want out of that decision first and then kind of work backwards. Put oh. your partner first. Think about what would make them happy. Not necessarily do that thing, but at least be mindful of that. 
and, was his uh, wife right there tip, listening no, she to wasn't. the answer? That was what was awesome. She wasn't there. And I'll tell you what. like, Is he microchipped so that she can hear everything? Possibly. It's possible. <laughs> but I think that uh, you know, the, 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 it all starts with communication, right? It all starts with communicating not only effectively and, and respectfully, but also communicating your wants, your, your needs, your desires effectively. It is that simple. You've... You live with someone who knows the love languages. Have you done no the doubt. love language thing? <laughs> I, 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 I try. Have you read the book or like? Oh, studied? sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Because that was, you know, you know me. I'm always like, whatever with the hippy dippy stuff. Even though I love it, I'm living it. I just always kind of have to be skeptical and kind of, you know, I make fun of myself for loving it so much. I do believe in the mystical stuff, but it's ridiculous, you know. Like I'm a very science based guy, but also like, oh, there's magic. <laughs> there's magic in the air. Um, but the love languages, I think that's huge. It's part of the communicating. Even if the love languages are just a step in the right direction, just understanding that people. Uh, feel love and perceive love and give love in different ways and some ways might work better for others and I thought that was kind of interesting because I'm, no I'm with you. I remember being like in college and I was like oh communication is key. Oh my God. Uh, it sounds I cliche, should write that down. Yeah. And then I searched Google and there are like 800 billion references yeah. to that. And I was like, oh, well, it's, it's But I mean, that, that, that's something. there for – there's 800 billion yeah. references for a reason. Well, I don't right? know if that like, was a real number. I'm I understand. Just saying that that but, the, like, but the point is, is – Don't hold me to that. You know, okay, that's what I'm saying. The, the level of communication not only – and the thing is, is like it doesn't stop even when, when you even, – especially when, when things aren't turbulent in your relationship. Like if things all seem good – you know, there's still a level of communication that needs to kind of be maintained in order to keep things good. Otherwise, you know, little things kind of fester. They become big things, and they weren't even that big of a deal to begin with. They come out uh, during the, the goofiest disagreements. You know, I'm speaking, you know, personally for myself here. Like All right, a, lot things, a lot of things, a lot of things are not a big, uh, not a big deal to me. What does your partner do that really pees you out, man? Let's get into it. I'm kidding. I was joking. I wasn't expecting you to even well, say I mean, neither one of them listen. Oh, they were listening. Week. They're all listening, Craig. Yeah, no, Don't say okay. anything. Are you kidding me? That's okay. I mean, I, I would try to think of that. I would, you know, I, I would always uh, – I, I would just maintain that, like, that, that's, that's, the, that's the first level. And, you're, and the love languages things – it, it, the love languages thing is a – I just want to pause for a minute. I think I'm watching you actively get a rash on your face. Are you watching? Really? Are you seeing anything that this is going on? It started as two little red lines. And now it's creeping its way halfway down your cheek. <laughs> I, I'm not even. I'm not like even a kidding. spider bite or something. Do you see that? It's something is going on. Are you serious? You put them on the spot. It's no, a reaction. No, no, no. It's yeah. not at all. Right it, here? Started, it looked like someone. I thought someone gave you a kiss, like on the cheek. It had two red lines, and now it's connected, and it's going down. I just wanted you to be aware of it. Yeah, it's <laughs> that, probably okay, something well, serious, I, but we still got a half hour. If I happen to fall out, you know. Just, yeah, yeah, I just wanted you to you be know, aware. Make sure you get it on camera. Is all yeah. <laughs> this might be our <laughs> chance to go viral. Right. Might, you know, yeah. If I go out, just let me know. Remember the dude died on that uh, The love languages thing nuts. is huge, man, because, um, you know, for me, I think I'm a words of affirmation guy. Um, uh, I think that my partner is an acts of service person. Yeah. Um, and well, do you know the love languages offhand? Are there uh, five? Acts or? of service, words of affirmation, gift giving, um, um why am I? Fellatio. Can I say that? Naturally. Yeah. Yes. Sure you yes. Can. yes. Uh, help me out, babe. Say whatever you want. Oh, I was bitten by a. <laughs> so I was bitten by something today. You, you were? Yeah. Babe, help me out. I need the other two. Why was that not the first thing to come to mind when somebody because actually it just brought it up? It didn't seem like that big of a deal. It didn't seem like something we needed to talk about. I don't know about. if it's getting worse or if Stung it's. Stung by a scorpion. Yeah, Mike broke his finger. It seemed like a funnier story. I don't know. So, uh, anyway, if someone were to, like, uh, gift. Giving doesn't when I I don't really care to receive gifts. I'm certainly uh, um, appreciative of them if someone unless it's really took some really nice. Yeah, but even then, like, like, a, eh, like you know, car. like it just doesn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Somebody uh, said you've been scratching the hell out of your arm since they've been watching. I have been. I have. Been. Oh yeah, you're I, all. I might be, yeah. Am I, am I dying? What's going on? Well, we got 30 minutes left, so you have to tough it out. <laughs> uh, it's I'm cool. not doing this show, I'll with be, Steve. I'll be, <laughs> that's that's a fine. terrible what idea. What you been watching? Yeah, I don't know. What are you watching? <laughs> New South Park Wednesday. Oh yeah, I think yeah. they're putting them all on Netflix too. I'm starting to itch. 
Are you? <laughs> no, I'm just watching. You're freaking me out. That's why it's like, we'll hey, go on let's have an intimate conversation about love and listen, relationships. And Craig's slowly breaking out into a rash. Like, I, know. Well, I think the important thing here is you've got to remember to scratch in a way. Let's jump to a quick break. We'll pick okay, it up on the other side. Lotion. Are you I think out? I'm going to go hit an EpiPen or something. Oh, yeah. I'm not really sure what's happening. Have you tried uh, cannabis? We love you guys. Thanks for sticking, along, sticking around. We're going to uh, we're going to talk about relationships on the other side. Maybe get some new album picks. Talk about Oh, yeah, we got we had going picks on. if you're around. Uh, we're scratching. <laughs> He's so bad. That he I'm just stressing so a little bit, guys. I'm the, out. During, a, uh, during taking us into break. I'm taking you into break. F my life. I gotta this go. is Hooters. Guys, it's been real. Uh, it's you been want me awesome. to do this? <laughs> I'm out of here. No. On the other side of the break, we're going to have a little bit of fun. This is Hooters Fisk on WGNU 920AM.com. Stick around. Hey, Hoosiers. Craig Kohler here. With home buying season heating up, be sure to get a quote from a top agency and provider of the number one home insurer in North America. They offer coverage that's second to none. In fact, if your AC goes out, they offer a new endorsement where you can get a replacement from a local HVAC company. Give them a call, 314-961-4800. If you get a machine and you don't talk to a person, we'll give you one of these fine Hoosier sophisticated tees. Just takes one phone call or apply online at carltoninsurance.net. People do business with James because they like and trust him. Just check him out on Google and Facebook. If your insurance is costing you a leg and an arm, then call James Carlton State Farm. Hey, girl, where you want to go? I don't care. I just love you. Are you hungry? Do you want to get something to eat? I don't care. I'm kind of hungry. Well, what sounds good? Anything sounds good. You pick. How about some Mexican? No, I had that for lunch yesterday. How about we get some Italian food? Yeah. Okay, now you're not saying anything. You're just I giving just me a want look. something delicious. What does that even mean? I want to sit outside. Applebee's said Applebee's no, is Applebee's gross. Applebee's I'm not eating good. Applebee's. I don't know why Applebee's always fries on Applebee's. are disgusting. Applebee's They're gross. To go I'm not eating Applebee's. I want to go to Truman's. Let's go to Truman's. I want to go to Truman's. I want to go to Truman's. Soulard, a place we can all agree upon. Some Italian food. Ew. 
Okay, now you're not saying anything. You're just I giving just me a look. I just want something delicious. What does that even mean? I want to sit outside. Applebee's? Applebee's? No, Applebee's. Gross. I'm not Applebee's eating good. Applebee's. I don't know why Applebee's you're always fries eating on Applebee's. Are Applebee's is one of They're my favorite gross. places to go. Applebee's. I'm not eating Applebee's. I want to go to Truman. Let's go to We can all agree upon. James Carlton Insurance 314-961-4800 Handsome, amazing, astonishing, astounding, fabulous, incredible, fantastical, Phenomenal, prodigious, stupendous, unbelievable, wondrous, divine, fantastical. No, seriously, he's fantastical. fantastical. You got a house. Go on and get in the church. You got a car. You got to get in the church. You got a life. Go on and get in the church. James Carlton. Carlton. This is the Brian Stoll Show. Former Blues defenseman Barrett Jackman with us, and please tell me you got a chance to raise that cup over your head and give it a big fat kiss. Once we got back to St. Louis, uh, I, I ran home. I got my kid out of bed. Uh, it's your pretty, uh, pretty special moment with him uh, uh, in the Enterprise Center, and uh, me and Bobby Fletcher and my son uh, raised together. So that was uh, that was pretty cool for me. The Brian Stoll Show weekdays at noon on WGNU. Codes have been found which do secrete DMT-like compounds. Mm -hmm. There are many chemical compounds in nature which are psychoactive, but a much narrower spectrum of these compounds are truly what we call psychedelic or mind-manifesting. Let's take a trip, St. Louis, with Hoosier Sophisticated Radio, presented by Marcelio Media. Now we're throwing it back to Stephen Elgin and Craig Kohler. Now water your brain and watch it grow, 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 grow. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Hoosier Sophisticate here on WGNU, 920 a.m. Fly. It's kind of, it's on fire. It's fly. It's 920 a.m. It's WGNU, 920 a.m. You put a dot com behind it, you can hear it anywhere in the world. You can stream us live on Facebook Live or Mycelial Media on YouTube. We're talking about relationships. I was telling you something that the, my boss, you know, gave as, as, as good advice and I couldn't agree more. I feel as though the biggest key to great communication between you and a partner um, is constantly Screaming. searching for perspective, <laughs> right? Um, if you can kind of approach uh, any disagreements, really trying to put yourself in the shoes of the person that's trying to make a point, it typically makes it a little bit easier to understand and then navigate from there. Uh, yeah. And I feel like I can tie that into uh, psychedelic experiences. Sometimes I like to make it Super weird. My buddy Greg does anyway. Uh, yeah. And because the weirder it gets, the strain, the bigger your perspective gets on just even the the most, you know, normal or what would be perceived as normal happenings in life. You get just a little bit more perspective on it. So I feel like uh, just just the constant search for perspective typically makes for better communication. The other two acts of service are physical touch and quality time. Okay. Um, and I think that, you know, all of us, 
those those the all of the love languages serve us in some capacity, right? Like if, if one of those things is lacking from a relationship for too long, if there hasn't been physical touch for a long time, it's something that you certainly begin to crave. Um, personally for me, yeah, I'll just like rub up against the stuff. gift, the gift giving, uh, thing, uh, misses me a little bit. It's not super important to me out of all of them, but, um, but I love words of affirmation. I'm a Leo. I like to have the ego stroked every now unless and then. the gift mm-hmm. is a beige. <laughs> Killing me tonight. <laughs> Absolutely what, murdering uh, me. What, uh, That's fine. I don't think anybody pays attention. What, to what would uh, what would you say is something that you bring into your relationship, Steve? Well, Craig, when people have relationship problems, they go, they go to me. They say, <laughs> Steve, they say, Steve, you got it figured out. What do you do? What do you and Jen do? Because you guys got it all. You guys got you spinning the world by the tail. You know, that's what they usually say to me. And I got to tell you, one of the things that uh, that I think, what I, th- what I, <laughs> the best thing you can do in a relationship is learn how to laugh at each other and laugh at your own things. Learn yeah. how to realize that, oh, I'm an idiot, and oh, you're kind of an idiot too. Sometimes let's laugh at how dumb we can be. Yeah. And if you can keep a lighthearted sense of that, and really. Keep it to, oh, I'm mad because you didn't do the laundry. And it's like, well, I'm, uh, I could do it, you know, and all these like little things that kind of stress you out. Little things like the money, you can kind of have like a, you know, I want to say a Roseanne esque approach to it to where they were in the poorhouse, but it always seemed like they always had a, you know, a one liner sure. and stuff. So we try to bring that vibe because um, we're poor. Um, <laughs> so. You know, laugh at yourselves. Have a good sense of humor about the whole thing. And then just love. Yeah. Just just love it. For sure. Whatever you think it is, whatever that means to you, just do it. Just I, think, love it. I think telling the truth at all times, even when it's uncomfortable. Bad idea. I think bad even, idea. even when it's You're uncomfortable. Right. It's a bad idea. <laughs> uh, it, 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 it really that's, – that's the whole – it all comes back to communication, but you can really kind of dial in certain skills, you know. Um, I, I straight up tell Jen. has uh, any – uh, experience with open relationships, um, but they're uh, they're extremely difficult. It's like the it's the most challenging thing you can you can do with your love life, and part of that is because in an open relationship, the communication has to be just hugely spot on. The the, the feelings that could possibly fester into negative feelings, those are things you got to get out and say. I'm not sure how to approach this, but this is how this is making me feel. So uh, having been in, in an open relationship, it definitely taught me a lot of patience and taught me a lot of communication. Um, and so I kind of try to apply that now to a monogamous relationship, and it's you know certainly certainly helps out a bunch. Love, man. It, Steve it, looked at me like <laughs> it's a lot of coveting and a lot of love, and I think an open relationship will make you uh, realize that love isn't coveting something isn't possessive right yes. we talked about that a little bit the other day yeah, yeah. um but uh, that's a tough one that's a tough one because i think in our society uh you know even just a small st louis society it's like my gal that's my gal you know go get married that's your girl that's your high school sure. sweetheart that's your that's your gal it's one you married and you're met in college that's your that's yeah. your girl that's my girl and then you know i remember being you know, we were kids in the 90s when I feel like the divorce epidemic kind of started to really make headlines, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. 50% of marriages are failing. Yeah. I remember when my parents first got divorced in, when I was in grade school in sixth grade, most people said, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Sorry to hear that. I don't know. It's crazy. You're the first, you know, mm-hmm. first one out of grade school. And, oh, are you okay? And I'm like, dude, two Christmases? Get up off me, yo. <laughs> Get up off me, two Christmases. Um, so that was kind of nice. But then when I got to high school, I remember people's parents were together, and it almost had a vibe of, oh, dude, your parents are still together? Yeah. How? Oh, well, right. my dad sleeps on the couch every night. My mom sleeps in a bedroom, and they kind of have this this – understanding of well wait till the kids are 18 and then we can either really start living or you know some of those parents felt the need to be like we got to get divorced when they're when we finally when the kids are 18 it's like really <laughs> yeah they can handle it, it out for a <laughs> while. you know and if, if love isn't possessive right and if you really truly love your partner with with everything you got you the the primary goal in that relationship is to help them realize their ultimate happiness and hopefully you fit into that picture it would be very it, – it seems like a strange concept to me 
that uh, now, I, you know, I certainly would encourage people to fight through the hard times and, and try and figure out what it is that you love about each other to, to keep pushing Yeah, because weren't you saying something about happiness can kind of come from the, the darkest times to sure. that you yeah, absolutely. have to go through that to really realize the good times. So no maybe doubt. that's part of the journey. I yeah. feel like that was a thing. Uh, a lot of couples are so quick to say, oh, it's done. Right. Right, but I'm on, in, a, in a. I have a theory that love's the worth fighting you for. Can, yeah, and the the more crazy you can get somebody with somebody, the more you can despise them. Sorry. Is almost as much as you can love them too. So you pay attention to how that pendulum swings. Yeah, passion passion looks weird because it applies yeah. to both love and hate for right? sure. And so um, you know, I yeah, I, I just feel like you know it's one of those things where it would be very strange and foreign to me to want to hold somebody in a relationship that didn't ultimately fill their cup. You know, because you you had this idea, this pact. I mean, I think, I don't know. You know, it's just one of those things where that's where that communication comes in. And you may come to a point in your life, you know, where it's like, maybe this doesn't make sense for either one of us anymore. You know, Um, I don't know. It's just uh, it's something to um, to always be communicating with your partner and talk about the way things make you feel. And if you can't talk, if you can't talk to the person that you love above all else, you know, then, you know. Who, where is that going to fester? Where are those words that aren't oh, being yeah. relayed to anyone? They will. They'll yep, fester some will. For sure. Some will. So, um, no, that takes me back to the MDMA talk earlier. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's MAPS is doing uh, couples studies, right? Right ah, now with couples. Okay. You know, like couples that therapy. Might, that might be fun. Is that, is that true? Did I make look that for up? researchers? Yeah. Couples yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I was like, okay. Like, a lot of the subjects that are um, that It's just are Rick Goblin watching use them bone. MDMA, bone. Which is weird. <laughs> He's coming on the show. MDMA. Uh, <laughs> Play it's, him that clip. It's typically the people that are taking it for PTSD <laughs> or depression. Um, a lot of the studies have – there's a lot of anxiety with partners who their partner is about to go through these things. They're afraid that they're going to have this, you know, this epiphany under the influence that ultimately is going to leave them behind. Um, and so they're seeing with MDMA and whatnot, if they can maybe bring the partner along for it, they can have this thing that yeah. kind of heals whatever wound exists between the two of them, possibly as a result of this wound that this one partner was carrying. Or both yeah. of them were carrying something different. And yeah. it was kind of attacking their relationship, their yeah. connected just- being. Instead of fighting, they're licking each other's faces. It's a pretty nice little transition. Yeah. We got some, uh, yeah. uh, we got some uh, thoughts on the text line here okay. on uh, Facebook and mycelial media, YouTube. Cohabitating a home until the kids can su- support themselves can make sense and can work given the right circumstances. Uh, when people get divorced, I always say congratulations. Funny thing, I'm a big jokester when it comes to that too. Like somebody's like, "Oh, I just got divorced." I'm like, "Oh man, they're tell, probably really happy." Tell me how you did it. You know, just like it depends on which part, what party they were. Oh if they, yeah, if they were blindsided and by it or not. I did that to an Uber driver, and Uh-oh. I was like, "All Uh-oh. right, freedom, am I right, bro?" And he's like. Yeah. We will, uh, he just starts yeah. crying. And pulls totally. over. He, he pulls was... over. He's just sitting there crying for ten minutes. You're back there, like, hey, I do gotta <laughs> yeah. kind of get to. Ooh, <laughs> I the feel like the uh, airport. I feel like this is a segment that we can really have some fun with and and maybe all grow out of. But we have been doing something for the last month or so. Did you have something you wanted? To add I, I just want you. You completely skipped over my area, the yeah. single guys. Okay, and no one cares. I, I am in. Ugh. I'm no expert, but there's some things I just know. They're just concrete. Okay, all right. Nice guys finish last. Quit being a panty waste. Quit going on Facebook Jeez. and talking about being single to try to get attention. Quit trying to feel sorry for yourself because every time you read one of those, you're just like, oh, gosh. And the girls read that. And the only thing they're hearing in their head is something's wrong with me. Do you want to find out what it is? That's what they're reading when okay. they see stuff like that. Okay. Now, quit over complimenting. And quit, oh, you're beautiful. I like it. Just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Don't compliment somebody on how they look. You compliment somebody on what they do. Fair enough. Something you guys heard it here first. You guys heard it here. She first. knows her eyes are nice. She sees them all the time. They're she's born like that. She can't even help it. She only sees them. She, it doesn't matter. She, she actually sees her eyes she's all the time. Of her eyes. Well, you know, <laughs> you know like her. well, they check their makeup all the time. And keep going. Keep going with this. No, I like. I like. Oh, where this they is do. Going. It's fine. I like where just this is going. Anyway, but I just wanted to say that I like fellas. I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing single fellas. I like it. And put it to sleep. Advice. Okay. How are you not how married to put yet? It to sleep. <laughs> teach, him to, teach him how to put it to sleep. Uh, you know, I just don't want to put the work in. They want to do stuff. Let's go kayaking. Listen. Ah, I think we should talk. We had yeah, you a, don't uh, do anything. And then talk again after your kayaking trip. <laughs> we have a, a, just a little bit of time left. We've been doing something over the course of the past month. Uh, we're going to um, we're going to skip the streaming picks this week. What? We're going to get back into our album picks. 
Okay. Uh, it's been a couple weeks to listen to everybody. Mike, why don't you play along this week with us and give us an album that we got to listen to, if you can think of one. And if not, you know, whatever. i got to listen to another album. i got songs I want to listen so here, to, guys. Here's, here's what we're going oh, to do. This week wasn't uh, as bad. Recapping, um, I, I guess I'll go ahead and go first. I listened to. I had a chance to listen to everybody's albums. Uh, I liked. Uh, I liked. I liked everybody's albums. They were all good this week. They're all worth a listen. Uh, Steve, yours was great. Couldn't find it anywhere, but you gave me that CD. I had a uh, nice long drive. Was able to knock it out, and 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 one drive was like twelve songs, maybe thirteen songs. Yeah. Um, really great. Kind of had that. It, I, I don't even want to say it had an, a sublime feel. Uh, it did. It had had the feel, kind of that that uh, you know long beach style, you know, but. Uh, it was really good, man. I really enjoyed it quite a bit, and I thought that Seth's was quite similar. Uh, so we had, what, Rude Punch, and then the name of yours was... Uh, Scotty Don't. Scotty Don't. Um, both really good albums, guys. I really appreciate yeah. them a lot. And then Scotty had uh, Hosier, who, which I'd, I'd heard his uh, singles before. I got to say, I was a little ignorant to how good of a guitar player that <laughs> Hosier is um, because his first couple hits were really vocal heavy, and he's got a, a almost a haunting voice. The Irish. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. I enjoyed all of them. His version much. of when Irish eyes are smiling is just oh. <laughs> uh, what about Oh Danny Boys? Pretty hey, good with that. Thank you. Pretty good with that one. Yep. So anyway, guys, uh, well done on all your picks. I enjoyed. I enjoyed thank you, picks. Craig. Yeah. That means a lot to us because you're. Sure. You're you liking what we do? I know is what we live well, for. You gotta you gotta be validated somehow. Do you have a album? Do you have one now? Yeah, yeah. Do you have one for us now? Is that, oh yeah, we're gonna give go ahead and give, give oh, mine yeah. now. Oh, we want to do that at the end? Or oh, I thought we would just go through and do them at the end. We'll keep. Mine. All right, we'll do it at the end. Okay, that's fine. All right, Seth, what do you thought? Think of all the albums. Uh, Scott's pick. Thanks for getting me back for making you listen to Hum. Uh, no, I didn't hate. It. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. It's not necessarily something I'm gonna listen to again. I'll give gotcha. credit where it's due. It's a talented group of dudes. Just you know. Some songs were a little boring. I think, think there's a song called Run on that album I really liked. Track 9, maybe. Ran or Run. I thought that was a pretty cool song. But outside of that, uh, no. <laughs> could have sworn. Maybe I listened to the wrong album, but I thought it was boring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was. Uh, Steve's pick. I loved it. Uh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I had, Craig just handed me a burnt CD, so I don't even know what the songs are called, but I know 4 and track 5, I think, was my favorite. Definitely. Track 5 was awesome. Definitely. Five it's was playing really right play. now, like, if you turn my SUV on, it's blasting. Dude, so that's I listened awesome. to that on the way to the show. Cool. Uh, I didn't listen to yours because I have it, I know, it front to back. It's, yeah. yeah. Perfect uh, Circle, 13th Step. Mm-hmm. The Noose, amazing song. One uh, Blue song is one of my favorite songs. Follows it, it up. Yep. That's probably my favorite out of all the APC all the albums. Did, so. Oh, right on. Cool, man. I'm glad you liked it. Scott? Oh, I uh, I thought Seth's was great. Rude Punch. I thought that was probably the best. I liked yours, Cheer. too. It was, like uh, Craig said, it was kind of similar. Yeah. And I agree with uh, with his pick, too. I was like, I know The Perfect Circle. I used to listen to the album all the time. Like, I really like The Outsider. It's a and, great, it's a, it's a solid, uh, what was I going to say here? What did it come out, like 2003, maybe? Yeah. Something like what I liked about it is just every track is a little different. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I, I, I kind of picked it with Steve in mind because he was poo-pooing Tool a little bit, but I also mm-hmm. understood why, because Tool's kind of got a sound, you know what I mean? So I was like, all right, I'm going to show you what Maynard can really do. Steve, what did you think, buddy? Rude Punch, I liked uh, every song on the album. Ah, I yeah. went through it and just... It's great, it's to, a see, good one. It's great to see you two yeah. come together on music, too. <laughs> I know, this Because is a typically moment. you're on the other end <laughs> I, of the I, spectrum. This week, admittedly, I, I tried to please steve on this one i was like i bet you i can find something he can like yeah and no. i was like that's the first thing that came to my mind when i heard it i go man this is i took scotty don't out of my cd player and then i put i listened to yours next i actually started a perfect circle when i went to bed at night which was a cool idea like mm-hmm. that's a great cd to kind of just let let myself go at night loved your cd uh scotty hosier is awesome uh, my favorite songs are obviously, I mean, Take Me to Church is one of, I think, one of the best songs ever. But Jackie M. Wilson, as far as blues tracks Yeah, go, that was a really good one. Uh, uh, Jackie M. Wilson, something like Rhythm, Rhythm and Blues or whatever. Is that, that's a, uh, it's, it's a phenomenal song. Even Angel's Small Death, like that's a, an interesting haunting song. Very haunting voice, like you said. Um, and then uh, Perfect Circle. I mean, I'm in. Cool. I'm in. Like Tool, I did not get... I tried to listen to three or four times. I get some of their songs. Uh, I really liked The Package. I really liked Noose. And I think it's either mm-hmm. maybe The Nurse Who Loved Me or Pet somewhere at the end. Pet's there- my walk-up music. Okay. Because there's like, <laughs> yes. 
it's a, it's just got a great like yep. kind of like F Nurse Who Loved Me is very slow. Yeah. Okay, it's yeah. it's a lo- it's Nurse not that slow. By, uh, Nurse Who Loved Me is Failure. actually written by a band called Failure yeah. that I introduced you to. Loved it. You like I, the original version of that thing? That's pretty rad. Yeah, for it's sure. got some great it lulls you in and then hits you with a. <laughs> And I yeah. love that chunky. The sound of the guitar makes on Hozier is my all-time favorite guitar noise an amp can make. And the sounds that they had coming yeah. out of the guitar Billy and Howard the bass. Unbelievable guitar. Just a very Bassist neat. is James Eha from Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, really? Yeah. Just the sounds that they had that they were making. Like whatever pedals they had, very, very cool. cool. Very Glad you liked it. Journey, journey music for sure. I right think. on. Right mm-hmm. on. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's give give everybody a, a new album to listen to for the next couple of weeks. I actually I feel a little bad because I threw this one at you on our trip to Michigan, but I'm going to throw it out there again because um, actually I don't know if we got all the way through it or not. I'm not going to turn you all into spongoloids, um, but uh, my pick my pick this week is going to be Alt J, and the album is going to be an awesome wave. I think you guys will really dig it. It's one that you can listen to front to back and. Uh, once again, a lot of a lot of different sounds. The the vocals are all very similar, but the the music is all very different. So all J and awesome wave. We listened to a little bit of that on our trip, and I second that notion for all of our listeners. That is a phenomenal. I don't know if we got through the whole album. We got but we got close. Ooh, yeah, it has got some some absolute unique new pieces of art. The music is art. It's awesome. What's your pick this week, brother? Uh, mine is going to be uh, Scatterman and Snugbrim. Scatterman um, and Snugbrim. I went on a little thing. Uh, no clue what that is. Earlier about Tech Nine. These guys always came out with uh, Tech Nine. The CD is Urban Legends. Okay. Um, and my anthem came from this CD. Okay. Okay. Number number two. It's called Block Party. Okay. It was my college. Anthem. These guys came out at a Tech Nine show, and they go, and the song goes, "Mo whiskey, mo weed, real sticky, no seeds." And like, I mean, it's you just, just it was yeah, the I just thought it was the best thing ever. Art so, man. So they go, oh, 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 art. art. They, they go, stop the concert, stop the concert, and I'm like, oh, what are they doing? And they go, we ain't going to keep singing the song till someone brings a blunt on stage. Oh, my goodness. And my buddy had just lit one up, Queeves' buddy. And he <laughs> he, he just, runs, just looks at it like, huh. he runs. He runs to the stage, bowling over people, and hands it to him. Knocks out a like, security guard. And the guy's like, awesome. And he takes it, and then they start the music back up. And, and we're kind of waiting. like Waiting for to get it back. Yeah. Like, no, this is yeah, my yeah, now. I know. And they just kind of keep the now. rest of it. This is the extra it was, a, Yes, it was just like a part of the song at that point. Not to so, put you guys under the gun, so but we're good. up against it, so let's get these next picks out pretty okay. quick. All right, I went back and forth on a few, but I think you're going to like this one. Portis Head live in New York. Oh, buddy! Nice! I'm t- I'm I went with tonight. the live one because I love the orchestra in that. It's and one of my Beth dreams to be over. able to see them live. They oh. typically only play in Europe. Oh, buddy. Oh, yeah. okay. Great pick. Portis Head live in New York. Scotty? Mm-hmm. I'm going with uh, Pigeons playing ping pong psychology. Pigeons playing ping pong. You guys ever heard of them? No. I have nope. heard of them. They're a, they're a nice little fun band. All right. Psychology. And Mike. I'm changing my pick to Guar. You're in the game yeah. now, Mike. <laughs> what do you got? All right. I got Audio Slave Revelations. Okay. I don't know you guys have played that one before, but. I, you know what? Not front to back. And I, I love Audio Slave. a pretty hard time. So. Okay, cool. Guys, I'll tell you what. It's awesome. We had a chance to go down to Truman's and Sulard. Truman's. We went down there. Got a little commercial. Truman's. 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 We went down to Truman's. We decided to have lunch with our buddy Sam Lyons. Seth was there. We had a chance. All of us tried something different. I don't think anybody had a bad thing to say about the food that they had. If you haven't had a chance to go down there, get to Truman's and Soulard. They will take care of you. The food is fantastic. The drink specials are great. And the service is top-notch. Uh, Brad over there does a great job just yep. running a staff uh, establishment. Truman's and Soulard, they're a great sponsor. That back patio. We'll oh. let you guys know uh, real quick this week. Cardinals games, too. Hey, Cardinals are doing awesome Cardinals right now. Cardinals are yep. rocking. I know we're a Battlehawks themed show, caca, but we do talk to Cardinals here. We like the Cardinals. We like the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> the Cardinals. And the, and the 
Thanks, Guys, so real that. quick, this weekend is the Missouri Cannabis Art Fair down at the Mad Art Gallery. If you get a chance, get down there. It's 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. September 29th. It's going to be a live glass art competition. Glass artists from the state. Competition pieces will be auctioned off. Uh, in benefit of our friends, Aiden's Alliance. Heck yeah! Get down there this weekend. It's going to be a great time. Nick Woodward from Dabstar is going to be there. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. We got some new uh, new uh, sponsors possibly coming up in the stable. We sure appreciate you joining us each and every week, making this thing possible. Uh, a lot of good feedback on the relationship talk. Maybe we'll start weaving that in. Guys, we're just trying to bring you the the news you're not getting anywhere else. Uh, Let's go Cardinals. Are, Let's go Redbirds. The hunt over. for Red October is Ka-ka! it's back. We're back, baby. I know. Let's do this thing. Doesn't it kind of feel weird though? You're like, man, eh, there we go. Feels we're back so again. Good. We kicked the Cubs. Feels butts. so good. We just swept them. <laughs> it doesn't know, get any better great. than that, brother. One run wins. <laughs> I know. Every night. Coming back in so the good, guys. This is Hoosier Sophisticate. We love you. Stick around next week. Be well. Love you.